Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we are a daily show, and this is our Storyteller Series. I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk all things recovery. This week, my guest co-host is David S. Today, our topic is when things get good in recovery, and I love that we're talking about this because it's something I haven't discussed on the show yet. What do you do when life gets good? Because you know what? We talk about our problems all the time, but also good things happen. And that's change. That's something that we're not used to. So we're going to hear about that with me and David S. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. Now listen to two addicts talk about what you should do when things start going really great. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome back to Radio Rehab. I am joined in studio with producer Char, my guest co-host for the week, David S. David, thank you for being on Radio Rehab. Hey, Dana. So let's talk about when it gets good. I love this. I love this topic for conversation because we've never talked about it on Radio Rehab, and that's that's something that happens when you get sober. Is things get good? They, yeah. Well, they get different first. Usually, yeah, they do. Um, and sometimes they get uncomfortable. Um, but it's been my experience, the universal truth for, for me, uh, being in my own recovery and around the rooms is that, um, eventually if we do the work, um, we continue to show up, um, things start to happen. You know, the miracle happens. They say, don't leave five minutes before the miracle. What's the miracle? Well, the miracle is, uh, any one of a, a, of a number of, of different things. For me, it started getting good when I could tolerate being in the same space as myself. Mm. Right. And um, the idea that that I wasn't the the worst uh, POS in in the world. And then I I began to experience life um, as a as a sober guy. And I think the first thing that happens, I'm I'm, a big music guy, I like going to to live music. And I was about 90 days sober and a guy who had a ridiculous amount of time just forever. Like you can't stay sober three and a half years. Right. It's just impossible. Um, And he's got three and a half years sober. And he says, we need to go to a concert. And I was a little fearful because of what happens when I go to concerts. And he, um, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take you. I'm going to treat you. I'm going to buy a ticket. We're going to go. And we went and we saw um, the fabulous Thunderbirds at a little um, place called the Coach House down in San Juan Capistrano, Southern California. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Fantastic place to, to see a show. I've seen legends there. And it was awesome. The last time I had left the coach house, I had seen B.B. King there, and I was a little drunk. Um, <laughs> and then we stopped, and we did a little bit more drinking on the way home because, you know, it was a long ride. I mean, probably 20 minutes or so. Right, yeah. Um, and uh, and I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to have that experience. And, and I began to connect the dots with that. I, for me, it's, it's a, it has a lot to do with being present mindful and and in this moment they talk about it being in this moment and you know one day at a time sometimes that's too long but a moment at a time is totally manageable and and being in this moment is where all the power is anyway and so i started cobbling together these these really cool experiences that's seriously cool i had a similar experience when you were, when you were talking about like a day at a time and a moment at a time this last time when I got sober, I had to write, I had written on my hand, not right now, because I couldn't do not today. I couldn't do just for today. I could go, okay, not right now. And then not right now. 
got, you know, it was how I was able to put some days together because that's all I could think was just don't do it right now. But but I would let myself go. I can do it later. If mm-hmm. I want to do it later, I'll do it later. Right. But, but let's just not do it right now. One of my heroes in in the rooms, a gal by the name of uh, Annette, I remember her sharing from when I was very, very first sober. And she, she said that she would cut the bottoms off of styrofoam cups and give herself five-minute chips. Oh, my God. Yeah, how cool is that? That is brilliant. Mm-hmm. That is such a cool thing. I think I think we should bring that back because, I mean, first of all, it's so – I just remember it was just so painful. Like I, Because I made myself get the 24-hour chip at every meeting yeah, for me 30 too. days. Yeah, yeah. I did it uh-huh. because I knew if I didn't – I could I'd, I'd start drinking and then nobody would know and I'd just be a newcomer for six months. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, who cares? Who's going to notice that I'm always raising my hand? Maybe I'll even go to different meetings. But yeah, I think that's such a cool thing because I mean, it's it's important. Those those five minutes are important. Sure, that thing is important. But you know, for me, what I have to, I have to watch out for when things get good. Like even recently, because I had a really big relapse and it's because things got good, I kind of started going, well, I don't need to do anything anymore. I don't need to treat this disease. I don't need to treat this illness. Um, I've kind of graduated from the program. I've done the steps. Uh, I tried sponsoring somebody. It didn't work out. You know, she right. didn't want to be sober. And and it's like I, I distanced myself for to when things got bad. I didn't have shit. I didn't have any tools. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any people. I didn't have any help. I had nothing. And then you know, I had alcohol and then I went back to drugs. But it's like, so for me, when things got good, like recently I was on a vacation and I felt like, God, I really don't need a meeting. You know, my buttons aren't big enough so that everybody's pushing them. Mm-hmm. I've worked on my, I feel good. And I went, I need a damn meeting right now. Right now. Because I feel good. Right. And I just felt so emotionally sober. I just felt like a grown, I felt like, I felt like that was the most mature moment I have had in my entire, in, in my sobriety and in my life was when I went to a meeting because I felt good. Well, and you know what's so cool about that is it, so if we look at our own recovery, our sobriety is a, is a muscle that needs exercising. And we exercise that muscle through not being a D bag and, and doing the right thing and being nice to ourselves and other people and working steps and being of service and going to meetings and not drinking or using a, a minute or hour a day at a time or whatever, that muscle gets stronger. So when we need to call on that muscle, it's there, it's prepared, it's ready to be used. And uh, that's what you're describing, man. That's a cool thing. I had a, um, so I was living, had this really cool house um, some years back, married and, and had, we got this bitchin' house and we pool and jacuzzi and this really cool backyard and and um we just finished swimming it was summer day i think we had some people over and and i was maybe 10 years sober 11 years sober i don't remember and and um i go to barbecue dinner and we had these really good steaks and so i threw these steaks on the grill and it it occurred to me that a glass of wine would go really good with these steaks and dinner and, and the company and Yep. And then I, so I laughed at myself and I had to remind myself that my last, that, so I don't, I don't have just a glass of wine. My last glass of wine was a 24 ounce spaghetti jar. Uh, my last <laughs> bottle of wine, swear to God, yeah. ra- ragu, probably the really expensive stuff. Um, my last uh, bottle of wine was a, a gallon of, um, what is a Gallo Paisano wine. And, right. And then when I. Boone's Farm. Some, some really good, right? Screw, yeah. screw top because you got to end do it quick. Uh, <laughs> and and 
did I go to jail? You know, when I when I put those things together, and that happens in a matter of seconds. And I laughed at myself and and walked myself down that path. That was as a result of exercise and the the muscle of recovery. And so we get to do that. Then we get to have the stuff that's on the other side of that, which are the really cool things we get to cobble together. Yeah, that's really good. I call it playing the tape through what you yeah, just yeah. said. Because yeah, I do that. It's not like it's not like I want to go. It's not so much like, oh, things are so bad, I want to drink. It's like, things are great. This is a beautiful day. A drink would make it better. Right. It's things like that. And then it's like, oh, my God, I get so crazy once I drink, and then I start smoking crack, and then I need the heroin, and you know, and that then I'm under a bridge. Right. Like, just playing that tape. And that but makes the day go better. That, yeah. It's like, yeah, we know that would be a bad day. Right. That would be annoying. And then I'd be sitting there trying to pretend not to be loaded because everybody knows. And, and it's just, yeah, it's terrible. But, yeah, I love being able to play the tape through. And I, I, love, I love just having that. Because it's funny because I, I'll say, oh, that looks good. Or I wish I could do that. And everybody around me is like, oh, my God, you do? Oh, no. What should we do? And I'm like, nothing. Nothing, because I know I know how that would end. I know how that tape. I can show you a million instances. I've seen that movie yeah, before. Yeah, I've seen that movie before. It always ends really badly, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's not like something you have to worry about. And my family knows now when I go, I, I need to go to a meeting, that it doesn't mean something's wrong. Right. It, it, it means, it I means just, something's right is yeah. what it actually means. Yes, and I think they're finally getting that. I mean, it means, no, I, I'm doing it because I love to do it. And they don't even think anything of it. But yeah, because I remember when I would first go back and be around people and, and it's like, I need to go to a meeting. They'd be like, oh God, what happened? Did we say something? Is she right. okay? And it's like, my mom's boyfriend's family is so funny. They go, you were going to those meetings every day when you lived up here. Uh how often do you go now? And I'm like, I, I try to still go every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. It's like it seems it's such a terrible thing to them that I have to go that I go to meetings. You know, they, they don't. It's but it's so funny. They just don't understand. No, I like it. Right. Well, we get it. Uh, yeah. And exactly. as a result of doing that, things get to be good and we get to experience. So for me. If drinking or using ever looks like a better option than what I'm doing now, I'm going to go get drunk or loaded. I promise you that. I'm out of here. And my, mm-hmm. whole, my whole life, everything everything in my life, about my life, my life is constructed on the, the foundation of, of being a, a clean and sober guy. But if, if it ever looks better uh, putting something in my uh, body then I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go do that. It totally. just hasn't it just hasn't yet. And so I get to go do I get to go to do cool things. I was so I, I mentioned on the show yesterday I, I think it was that um you know talked about Bill and Bob and and the room that they got together in where Bill carried the message uh to Bob. I got to sit in that room by myself for an hour. Um, at the Cyberlean mansion, mansion, I like going to, to music. I went and I saw a band. The band was playing in Akron. Oh, you were in Akron. Oh, and wow. so and so I got to go. The guy from the black, I think the black keys are from Akron. Okay, it's so funny because they'll be talking about Akron, and I'm like, wow, I'd love to go see like where the founding fathers had the first AA meeting and all that stuff. But that, that's what, so that's what I did. That's I made so it rad. so the band. So it was constructed around a band. I like I like the Avett Brothers. They're oh, amazing they're great. Band. Yeah. So and they had a couple shows in Akron, and and I I talked to my girlfriend. I said we're going to go to Akron, and, and we're going to go see the Avett Brothers, and we're going to do the AA thing. She said, man, I've been gone a lot this year. I can't go. And I said, you know who's going? This guy's going. I'll see you later. <laughs> so I went and I made a solo trip, and I went to. A central office there, and I went to the I went to the Cyberland Estate, and it was in November last year, and so I had a solo tour of the Cyberland Estate, set in the in the gatehouse. Um, went to Doctor Bob's house, which was 
fantastic and and set in in the room that bill slept in i was in there for half an hour by myself just being in that moment right being in that moment do they still have a house set up like that well it's 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 true to the period some of the furniture like so in in that particular room the dresser was bill's dresser Um, and i got to sit in nothing's blocked off i got to sit in 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 the chair i got to sit in the front room i had um uh, I had a cup of coffee at the at the kitchen table. Uh, you can do that. You can do that, man. I went. I I saw. I saw. Um, I went to Doctor Bob's um, grave and put a chip. One of my chips. I don't know what what y'all call them up here. We call them chips. chips. Yeah, chips. Right, chips. Well, in San Diego, they call them tokens. And I I keep telling people in San Diego they're not doing it right, but they didn't want my <laughs> yeah, opinion. Yeah, I know. Right? I hate that. I know. Well, and not a lot of not a lot of clapping that goes on down there. They do. It turns out there's a lot of people getting sober in San Diego. They got a vibrant recovering community. I love it down there. But anyway, I chip, right? Uh-huh. So I put a chip, uh, buried it in, in Doctor under Dr. Bob's big old um, monument. I went to uh, A number three's grave, went to Towns Hospital. And I did all this driving around Akron listening to speaker tapes of Bill and and Bob and and – um, Bill D and and it was just this most magnificent. We went to the Mayflower Hotel, which is locked up. It's a it's a residential place uh, now. And there was a guy coming out, and I said, "Would you mind if I went in?" He said, "Not at all." So I got to go in, and I got to see where the phone was, where Bill made the call that that one day, and walk around in the yeah. lobby and all that kind of stuff. That is so they, cool. Uh, that's the one where is that the one where he was getting drunk at the bar and then he made the phone call? He was thinking of oh, so the bar, so you know he, he, the way Bill describes it is that he hears the tinkling of ice in the glass and the and the laughter and that sounded really right. attractive and instead of going and having a drink he went and he got some dimes and he started right. making phone calls. That's so cool. Yeah. It's so it's so funny because I mean being in DC, I, I love historical stuff. Even mm-hmm. if I don't know who this politician was or who right. I don't really care. I'm like, oh, this is where they were and everything looks the way it did. But being where, you know, the people who started the, the program of the you know, the twelve step program that we like to go to, that anonymous fellowship, that would just take my breath away. I would be so excited to do that and I really hope I can go through Akron someday. That's just because I hear that pretender song, and I'm like, dude, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get she it. She doesn't understand. Well, maybe she what, does. She doesn't understand what's there. <laughs> maybe she does, and she's just not talking about the it because she's anonymous. Gone. Right. Well, yeah. Is she? I don't know. Oh, I don't think I so. couldn't tell you if I did. I don't know. She's definitely PETA. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all you need to yeah, know. Yeah, I just outed her. But maybe she outed herself as far as that goes. Well, this has been such a great conversation because we, we usually talk about, you know, we've talked about like when things get bad, when things go wrong, you know, but it's like we don't talk about how good things get if you really work at this and if you if you stick around. And and if you don't give up before the miracle happens, as they say, good Ab- things happen. Absolutely. My uh uh, so I've only had three sponsors. My sp- second sponsor said, you know, David, we get to do the stuff that we used to sit on bar stools talking about. And I heard that. And that makes wow. a lot of sense to me. And I've done a truckload of that stuff. I've been, I've traveled internationally and been on cruises. I've been down, you know, hiked the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, sober, stayed in Inca, logged down the Am- Amazon. It, we can do, we can do anything and everything. And then some. That is so cool. We will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for being on the show. If you would like to email us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab. Dana, you can also go to Radio.Rehab. And tomorrow on the show is the end of my run with our guest host, David S. See you tomorrow. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need 
sex and drugs and rock and roll. 